Hi, I'm Liz Ware. And I'm Raelle Bell. And you're listening to That's Brilliant, a podcast by the American Lighting Association. So today we're going to do something a little different and talk about hiring and training in the retail showroom. Yes. So anyone that works in a retail setting in general, I think, understands the challenges of hiring and setting up a good team and employee retention. And there's just so many things that go into such a complex business. And you work with the ALA showroom steering committee. So you hear about these challenges from member showrooms a lot. Yes, I do. I think it comes up almost every time we meet people discussing how do you find people to work in your showroom? Where do you go to to search for new hires? And what are your onboarding techniques? And do you deal with this challenge and that challenge? Mm. And how do you keep people around? So it's, it's a tough thing. And I think almost every industry faces those types of challenges. But I think it's, it can be especially difficult in a retail setting where you're so customer facing and you really need people who are set up to do that. Well, our guest today has a lot of good ideas about, about how to build that great team. And she's been doing it for quite some time. That's right. Michelle Plumley, who is the Director of Training at Progressive and Lee Lighting, which has showroom locations across Georgia, Texas, and North Carolina, has been with the company for more than 29 years. Mm. Yeah, so she deals with <laughs> all of the training and onboarding and hiring, every aspect of that. And like you'll hear, it's an ongoing process. And she also brings experience from all aspects of the showroom. She's been a manager. She has been a receptionist. She's really done it all in a showroom setting. So she she's going to come with a lot of advice and knowledge. And she also currently serves as the chair of our showroom steering committee here at ALA. So she brings a lot of knowledge to those meetings as well. I'm looking forward to hearing what she has to say. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Hinkley and Kitchler Lighting. Hi, Michelle. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for having me. We're very glad you could be here. So today we are going to dive into training in the showroom. And like you said earlier to us before we started recording, have a hand in pretty much everything from start to finish. That's right. That is correct. Start until the day they retire. (laughs) (laughs) It is an ongoing process as we'll discuss, but Let's begin at the start. Um, How do you put out a job listing and how do you start looking for candidates in in the showroom? Uh, We definitely start at home. We start with the company. We spread the news in our weekly newsletter. Um, We ask if anyone is interested in becoming a a lighting consultant that Uh, already works for the company. We also ask them to ask their friends. So we start at home if nothing comes up. And let me just preface this by saying that when we hire a receptionist, we know that we're looking for a future lighting consultant. Mm -hmm. Um, I myself answered an ad in the newspaper for a a two-day-a-week receptionist job 29 (laughs) years ago. So that's where it all began for me. Um, some of my best co-workers 
all started there. Um, we feel like that's the best place to learn. Um, but if we do have to branch out, we go to Indeed typically mm -hmm. and place an ad. And then we interview and then we have the showroom managers interview. And then we have an existing lighting consultant interview. We need to make sure that that person is going to be the best fit for every department. So it sounds like you have a, a really strong focus on looking for people that are going to be there long-term. Um, you're not looking just for someone who, who wants to be a receptionist short-term and, and then get out of there and do something else. You're looking for people from the get-go that are, that are really interested in lighting and learning the business. Absolutely. I, mean, I think that's everyone's dream is to have somebody come on and stay on forever. Uh, we are so fortunate to have so many people in this company that have been here so long, but we definitely are reaching for the stars, but you know, we once we get them, we try to hold on to them for sure. So you have people who've been there a long time. So when you're looking for people, you're not looking necessarily for lighting experience. You're looking for someone with a good work ethic who's eager to learn. Um, is what exactly do you look for in a new candidate? Um, I mean, the reason we have so many people interview them is just personality. First mm -hmm. and foremost, we definitely want someone that is going to you know, make friends. I, I tell this story a lot, but when I first went into sales, uh, Mr. Fredley would ask me on a regular basis if I made any friends that day. He never asked me, did you make a sale? He always said, did you make a friend today? Because he knows that by building relationships, um, you're going to have customers for life. You're, you know, people are going to want to come back. People are not going to forget your name. Um, they're going to ask for you over and over and they're going to tell their friends. So that's what we're looking for is personality. First and foremost, we're never looking for anybody with experience. If those people come along, we treasure that, we love that, uh, but really it's gonna come in the personality. So it sounds like you're potentially starting with people from all different types of backgrounds. So if you're bringing you know, people from, maybe they have lighting experience to maybe they have only ever screwed in a light bulb, <laughs> is there a standard onboarding process for new hires that you start with and then kind of go from there? Uh, definitely. We have a process uh, that we follow for all new hires. It includes onboarding, obviously, but the next few weeks, uh, we have a course that we follow. So we don't care if they're fresh out of college or, you know, they've been in the business for 50 years. Everyone's going to go through the same process because we feel like they need to understand how we want things done. Uh, we concentrate on point of sale, our system itself, because we have a new computer system, um, our expectations for new lighting consultants, along with a plethora of product knowledge. And product knowledge, that has to be a, a very ongoing process, I'm sure, because that's always <laughs> changing, of course. Absolutely. And, you know, we definitely stress to new lighting consultants all the way to people that have been here for 50 years that the relationships you build with your vendor reps is your most important relationship other than the one you're building with your customer we 
need to make sure that if we understand their product, then we're gonna sell their product. If we see your face on a regular basis, meaning the uh, vendor rep themselves, if we see them on a regular basis, then we're forming relationships with them as well. And that makes us comfortable with calling them when we have an issue or when we wanna see a new product in our showroom. So that's those are huge relationships to build. Are there any um, specific recommendations for how to, to better foster those relationships with the vendor reps? Um, I do that myself. Um, I keep a calendar and we have product knowledge in our showrooms virtually daily. Um, mm. You have a very limited amount of time that you can spend with anyone. Usually you're asking the lighting consultants to come in at eight o'clock in the morning as opposed to 8.30. And at eight o'clock, the vendor rep comes, they usually bring breakfast. I always let them know that the way to their heart is through their mouth. Um, and they, that gives them about 45 minutes to an hour before the showroom opens. So there's a very limited amount of time, but I constantly am in contact with them. I'm constantly asking them. And when they come, I usually ask them to bring things that can be hands-on, especially when it's technical, especially when it's that tape lighting and puck lighting and rick lighting and recess cans, those things that they can have and hold and see how it works. And a lot of times we have to do that as one-on-ones and that's time consuming. Uh, but I'm trying to think of anybody that we do business with that we have a relationship with and I can't think of anybody. They're always willing and able and makes it happen so that they're here or at one of our locations every day. We've got somebody here virtually every day at one showroom or another. That was going to be my next question. Since you have many different locations, do you uh, do the same kind of training with a rep at each of your locations? Is that the idea? Or do you ever have uh, your lighting consultants converge on a, 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 a regional place to, to do that or not? We definitely have it at each showroom. So we okay. have six locations in Atlanta. One is very small locations so the lighting from that location do drive to another for that but five showrooms five days a week here in Atlanta uh, North Carolina and Texas do theirs a little differently which is fine whatever works but in Atlanta we definitely do one a day uh, we like to keep the uh, crowd small so that they're more mm inclined to ask questions and not feel rushed. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I want to circle back a little bit to personality. Like you said, that's a huge part when you're looking to hire someone. Um, but with personality comes the idea of customer service. Um, do you feel like those skills can be taught or do you think that's something that someone just innately has when you hire them? Can be taught. I, I think people probably have it or they don't. Um, customer service and the experience of our customers in our, our showrooms, that's the most important thing to us. So we definitely set standards. And in the initial first weeks, we stress constantly how building those relationships uh, should be done. 
And our, our philosophy is simple. Instead of hitting the floor and making a sale, you're hitting the floor and making a friend. I mean, that's the way we put it always. We always have, we always will. Um, when we're face forward with a customer, we're writing information down and it's not just how high's your ceiling and what's your vanity length. We're asking about the people that live in the house and do you have pets? And I mean, we're making notes so that when we make that initial follow-up email or phone call, we can ask how grandma's feeling because she wasn't feeling well when you were here yesterday. I don't, that's mm -hmm. the way we build a relationship. And we also incorporate secret shoppers to ensure that our policies and procedures are being upheld. Mm -hmm. Ooh, interesting. Can I hear a little bit about secret shoppers? Where do you find those people? And, and... Uh, there's a service. Okay. <laughs> there's a service. We definitely... Uh, we don't want a secret shopper that hits one store to be the same secret shopper that hits another store. We don't, we want a different person every time. And there's a three page list of questions and it starts out with how long were you in the showroom before a lighting consultant approached you? And, you know, were you given the business card and were you treated nicely, fairly? what questions did we ask? There, there's three pages full of questions and um, it just gives us insight on how we're doing. That's awesome. That's got to be very helpful. It is sometimes good, sometimes bad. <laughs> helpful is the key word there. But yes. we know where we need to tweak. We know what we need to work on. So what are some of the key challenges you feel like you face in training in the showroom? Uh, challenges in training, first and foremost, would be uh, relationships. Are we building relationships with our coworkers? And we're not specifically saying other lighting consultants. Are you building relationships with the entire staff, the warehouse, the cleaning people, you know, everyone, the manager. Uh, so those fostering relationships is very important. When people have challenges, it's usually personal. You know, people come mm -hmm. in, sometimes they don't feel like doing the work of something has happened at home. We always try to put an imaginary box at the back door and just say, take that backpack off, leave it there. If you want to pick it up on the way back out to this afternoon, fine. Sometimes it's just too much. And we just say, hey, you know what? It sounds like maybe you need to work <laughs> as uh, at home today. You know, <laughs> personal challenges are usually the biggest challenges. And we're family owned and operated. We know that everybody is not going to come to work 100% on every day. Uh, so some days they just need to work in the back and work on putting orders in, you know, doing something out of the ordinary just to get them off the floor because customers are going to pick up on it. 100% customers are going to pick up on it. So we just need to make sure that uh, we're able to give 100%. When you get a report from a secret shopper that someone was in the showroom for, I don't know, 20 minutes before anybody saw them and said, hi, um, what do you do next? Uh, lose my mind. <laughs> lose my mind for sure. Um, that's unacceptable. Uh, luckily, I've not seen that before. We are fortunate to have receptionists at our 
uh, showrooms. So the, they get greeted quickly. And if all the consultants are with other customers, then you know the receptionist is trained enough to where she can type an order or she can start a waiting list if needed. Well, that kind of brings up another question I had that I wanted to ask you. Um, you've got receptionists at the door, so nobody can just sneak into the showroom without being greeted. What other systems and procedures do you have that that kind of set people up for success? Can you think of any specific examples of where you like putting a receptionist at the front door to say, hi, what other things have you done to, to build in the success? Ongoing everyday training managers mm. that are always available. Um, we feel like everyone there feeds off one another. We have a shadowing system. So after their initial few weeks of learning basic system procedures, um, they're put with some seasoned lighting consultants so that they can shadow and listen and pick up on the things that work best for that particular person. And we change the shadow partner every day so that they're mm. listening to the ways of people that have been around for a while. We have lighting consultants that have been here for six months that are far exceeding what some people 20 plus years can do. And it's just because they've done such a great job of listening. Uh, I can't stress that enough. I, being here for 29 years, I'm still in awe of Leslie Killingsworth who, and her abilities and her drive and her knowledge. So anytime that I can spend time with Leslie that's been here 30 plus years, you know, it's just making sure that you open your ears and use that knowledge. The other thing is we stress the fact that you've got to ask questions. If you don't know something, don't make something up. Don't mm. sugarcoat anything. Be honest and tell the customer, you know what, I'm not sure, but if you'll give me a few minutes, I'm going to find out for you and you go find out. Um, that's one of the biggest things that we teach is don't try to make <laughs> in this business, you don't want to make anything up. You want to be right. Um, so we stress that as well. This year, Hinkley is celebrating a century of style. That's 100 years in business. Hinkley is proud to be a fourth generation family company with the mission of providing customers with exceptional lighting and ceiling fan products. They understand the passion their customers feel for their homes and are dedicated to helping them realize their vision. Learn more about the company, including some incredible charity work they do at Hinkley.com. Kitchler Lighting is more than just a lighting company. They're a bring people together company focused on strengthening and growing relationships. They're constantly innovating, creating on-trend designs, and delivering high-quality product. Learn more and find inspiration and ideas at kitchler.com. Do you do any, any formal sales training, sales techniques, or no, the, 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 the way you help a customer out is you listen to what they need and you are you know, make friends like you say with them. Is there anything besides that that you do specifically on that front? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, knowledge is power. 
ALA is an amazing group of people and they offer a wonderful assortment of training tools. So we utilize those tools. Um, we have all of our lighting consultants take the ALA lighting specialist course after being here for six months of full-time employment. Um, so once they're done, we frame their certificate. We have new name badges printed. We have new business cards printed with their new role on it. So they're no longer a lighting consultant, they're a lighting specialist. And they take great pride in that. And that information that they gain from that program helps them grow sales. So, you know, that's just one of the many tools. We do basic retail training and we do that in the first couple of weeks, but we definitely uh, urge every lighting consultant to spend time in the showroom between eight and nine every morning for product knowledge, because again, the more product knowledge you gain, mm. the more your customer is going to, you know, come back because they know that they're going someplace uh, where the consultants are knowledgeable. Sure. Mm-hmm. I want to circle back really quick to when someone walks into the showroom, um, because I've heard kind of different, differing opinions in different showrooms that I've talked to on this. And I want to hear what your, what your thought is when someone walks in, do you have a specific script or way that the receptionist greets them or do they try to start more conversational or do they jump right into the project? What, what's kind of the advice there? I mean, uh, I'm always going to advise them to be personable, to say, you know, that blouse looks great on you, or (laughs) I love your shoes or, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I don't like being forced to tell somebody up front, but at the same time, we need to know, are you here just to look around or are you here specifically for something, but we don't want to ask it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love hearing, or some of our lighting consultants say, um, what room's getting a makeover today? I love that. Like just something to make somebody feel like, oh gosh, that's right. Something is about to be really pretty in my house. Um, I urge if the receptionist does not have a line of people waiting to come in. If a customer says, I'm just here to look at ceiling fans, I ask the receptionist to get up and take them to ceiling fans. Our showrooms are huge. And I mean, we, it's hard to tell somebody where to find something in a 25,000 square foot Mm -hmm. building. So, you know, bathroom fixtures here, let me show you. I'm gonna give you a few minutes to look and I'm gonna have a lighting consultant check on you. And that way, there where initially they wanted to be and some they know that somebody's going to come along in the next couple of minutes to check on them but being able to look for just a few minutes by yourself without having a salesperson standing over you is important Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I really like that um that way of greeting people I think that that's right on the nose that's how I always feel most comfortable walking into a a new store or showroom or anywhere that I'm going to to shop. Well, I mean, the great thing about a new customer, somebody that's never been in our showroom, you can tell, I mean, the minute they open the door and then that they pause and have that awe feeling of, 
I mean, they're beautiful. What can I say? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I love that. And you can tell right away if they've never been in one of our showrooms. So if they have that look, the receptionist always is going to say, oh, you've never been in one of our showrooms before. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Stand there for a few minutes and take it all in. And when you're ready to talk, just let me know. know, They're they, they just get that initial. <gasps> yeah, what a fun. I feel every single time I walk in the market center. <laughs> uh, exactly. I was going to say, I remember that feeling when I first entered the business in the lighting industry, walking into the first market that I went to and thinking, wow, I had no idea how much there was to lighting. <laughs> exactly. This is what heaven must look like. <laughs> Well, Michelle, I think this has been a very helpful conversation. I hope that our listeners will agree. Um, I want to leave it on a note. Do you have any, what advice, if you could give advice to just one person who is maybe in your shoes as someone in a training position um, in a showroom setting, what would, what would your advice be to that person? make yourself available. Um, Every single lighting consultant, lighting specialist for our company knows that they can text me, call me, FaceTime me, anytime they have a question. So make yourself available. Make best friends with every vendor rep for every vendor that you use make friends with those reps because those are your lifeline. Um, Make sure your showrooms have the newest, freshest product at the front of the showrooms. Um, Training people is one thing, making sales is another. And when everything looks fresh, it's hard to do, but make sure that that's done and never tolerate bad behavior. Um, believe it or not, this helps build successful consultants and knowing that people are going to be kept accountable. And so those are probably best practices for me personally. So hopefully that will help other people in my shoes. I think so. Yeah, that's amazing advice. Thank you very much. Thank you. So did you make a friend today, Liz? Not yet, but it's early in the morning here, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right, because we were all already friends, so. (laughs) But that really stuck with me, what Michelle said about making a friend and that being first and foremost in their showrooms. Well, and that that approach that you're not there to, to push any particular product, you're there to find out what your customers are looking for and what they need and, and help them find it. So that strikes me as what all the, the best showrooms work on. I think all the best businesses really in general, right. first and foremost, you're, you're providing a service and a friendship and building a relationship. And that's also how you get repeat customers is actually providing a resource, providing knowledge and So all of the training that they put into their employees from technical training to sales training, to using ALA programs to train, 
I was actually surprised to hear that it isn't mostly sales training. It isn't mostly, you know, how do you talk to the customer to find out what they need? It's mostly learning about the products. It's mostly learning about everything that's out there. So no matter what the customer comes in needing, you'll know about the product that will solve their their problem or upgrade their room. Yeah, I think they put, especially in Michelle's showrooms, it sounds like they put a lot of work into finding someone who has that natural ability to Mm -hmm. be a friend. And then they teach them how to become a resource by knowing the ins and outs of all of the latest products. I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. The, the, someone who, who has the personality to to reach out and be helpful and make connections with customers and everything else is just knowledge that can be taught. So. Exactly. So I'm, I'm really grateful that Michelle sat down with us today and I'll always think when I think Michelle, I think ALA conference, because that's where I first met her years ago was at an ALA conference. And at that time she had some great Uh, advice and experience to share with me as well. And our in-person conference is coming back. Funny you should mention, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you are in the lighting business, you can find out more about the conference at alaconference.com. It is going to be in Austin, September 11th through 13th, 2002. In case you're listening to this podcast years later, sorry you missed it. (laughs) Yes, we're going to time travel back to 2002. Oh man, but I wish for, sometimes. <laughs> but if you show up in 2022, we will work something out. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Stay brilliant.